0: Hey, this is Justine Mater. I am the coach, speaker, totally focused on progress and growth in life and business. And I own my own business and have partnered with other amazing business owners as well. If you want to learn about embracing change and navigating through disruption in this world as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Ginotos.
2: by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. It is now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and listeners, thanks for joining me on the show today. I have Justine Mader. She is a high-performance coach that empowers her clients through mindset, priorities, and accountability. The transformation of their life and business comes from within, and their definition of success becomes their reality. Justine, hey, thank you for joining me on the call to, uh, on the show today.
0: Dennis, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Um, leadership is such a huge topic, and I'm so grateful that we get to not only mastermind and brainstorm what that really means, but truly give um, that resource to your listeners. I'm super excited.
2: Awesome, great. Hey, we are you based? And tell us a little bit more about your background. Oh, I
0: would love to. So for those of you that don't know or haven't heard of me before, I am a Minnesota mama and I was born and raised here, love my um, area. But the cool thing about what I do here as an entrepreneur, I'm connecting with Dennis from across the world, you guys. So that I really joined a new world after my son was born. My previous experience found me in the dental field loving it. Caring for patients was a huge passion of mine and still a huge um part of my heart and soul. Probably the biggest game changer that sifted my purpose into coming to clarity was truly the moment that I actually was volunteering at a dental convention for free. It was a way for me to use my gifts and talents to really, I mean, do more of a 180 in people's lives. Dental pain is not anything to be joked about. I'm sure people have all had their, <laughs> had their escapades with that, unfortunately. But to, to be able to give back in a way that was using my gifts and talents and doing it in a selfless manner was something that transformed me as a person. And so when I found myself um, becoming a stay-at-home mom to be with our firstborn son, I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was like, how can I impact people? Where do I go to use my gifts and talents, my leadership, my abilities? And so I turned to the online space. And that has led through many ups and downs, hills and valleys. But it's brought me to amazing places, such as being here on the show with Dennis.
1: Yeah,
2: great. Hey, um, that's awesome. I'm so pleased to have you here. And uh, tell me, Smith, when you say, uh, say, how many kids do you have? So
0: I have one, and one is on the way.
2: One is on yes. the way. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, very good. Hey, have you been in leadership roles? And if you, so, if you have, and how did you get into those leadership roles? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Great question. So I have very much of a leadership personality, not because of um, how impressive I am or anything like that. I'm all a five feet tall, guys. Um, being totally raw and honest with you, it's very much in how I carry myself. And it's been a blessing of how I was taught to learn through, you know, we all learn through our parents. They're our first and greatest teachers. And so a huge thing for me, since I was young, being in a big family is another fun fact Mm -hmm. about me. Um, you have to learn to lead through the different roles. I was a middle child, so I wasn't the boss, but I wasn't the last follower either. And so throughout my life and journey, I found myself in leadership positions kind of by default. And I think the most amazing part about leadership is it doesn't matter where you come from. Because when I stepped into, say, even the dentistry field, my first job ended up being four different positions. And each position had its own level of leadership. But the biggest thing that was necessary was that communication and teamwork element and understanding, like you were sharing, what is leadership as it transforms? It could be between different roles. It could be between different people. But being able to how would you say switch from different things taught me a lot of lessons and different viewpoints in leadership and following. And so that's, I I think the dental world was probably the first time I really got to experience that the challenges and the graces that go with it, but becoming my own um, business and starting to lead myself, I would say that moment of awakening actually started when I became a mother, when I realized that this little human being that I was blessed with couldn't lead themselves. The only way that they right. were going to learn, and as you probably well know and have shared before, children are such a subconscious learning experience for people. And the same goes for your colleagues and coworkers. That they don't have to be children, but they're learning based on how you adapt to sales calls, how you adapt to struggles in our current circumstances, Dennis. I can't tell you how many people are watching the leadership right now because they are looking for cues and how to respond. So the biggest thing for me is that subconsciously I've been given the gift of leadership and yep. becoming self-aware of what that means for me and how I can utilize my gifts and talents I think has been the most crucial point in showing up and delivering.
2: Yeah and I and I think you're right. I mean it's 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 a great way to do it and actually how you're showing up and actually using those talents those skills that learning. And the paradigms, I mean, as we get older, we have to try and sometimes unlearn some things to be able to learn (laughs) and move forward. So that's interesting. But I think you're right the fact that people are watching leadership Mm -hmm. today and they are looking for, they're actually looking for strong leadership. They're looking for leadership that's going to give them directions, maybe some vision, because it has been lacking. But I've got a question for you around what you just said before, which was going from the dentistry into motherhood, back into your own business and that. What were those transitions like for you?
0: That's a really great question, Dennis. Thank you for touching on that. So a huge part of my story relates to that transformation, to be honest with you. And how that occurred for me is I worked full time up to the point that I had my son. The day, very day before I had him, and that was the, right, the day, the, day, the before? day before I had my son. Yes, wow. <laughs> um, not not necessarily my my greatest phase, but it was very much a character building foundation in the sense that I did it, even though it wasn't easy, and it was something that taught mm. me the power of mindset, taught me the power of actually putting yourself in that control, regardless of what you know circumstances you find yourself in, and so my transformation went from being a full time You know, team player, all that kind of great stuff to all of a sudden full time stay at home parent. And um, through my delivery of my son, I actually dislocated my tailbone and I ended up with chronic pain for a couple of months afterwards. That's something I had never dealt with. Pain and leadership, pain and parenting anything like that pain is is a thorn that you have to learn to deal with and that was something that i was not i wasn't prepared for and so i think a lot of leaders go through pain management you know issues as well and i i had a season of depression i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be totally vulnerable with you guys right but what got me out of it was thinking about what made me happiest and that was the moment i shared with you earlier actually was when I was giving selflessly. And so it brought me back to my dentistry days and the convention. And I was like, how can I do that in a virtual space? How can I do that honoring my family, my time, my health, all those great things, right, Dennis? And that led me to starting my own business and really taking leadership in myself first before trying to lead anybody else.
2: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, especially thing now at the moment with leadership is changing. There is also change happening so much, and it's a constant for all of us. And what we're finding is people are struggling. And I, I even worked with a group of leaders the other day who are been working back at home, and then bringing staff back in again, and back home again, and so forth during the lockdowns. And what, what we're noticing is that they're really emotionally tired, yes. but they're also um, struggling. I wouldn't say depression for them, but it's they're struggling and. I think for a lot of us it's about what you just said and what you did was you stepped back really and you thought about what you wanted to do that affected in a in a way where it actually will help the family but help out you help other people do things and that sort of helped you drive to, to to do that and I think a leader today doesn't matter what role you are in doesn't matter what your title is they have to do that
0: absolutely and it's giving yourself that moment dennis you 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 pinned it right on the head because we live in such a fast world as leadership is changing it's changing due to the speed of the world i believe as well and you know right. i i am young and the speed for me is fast i can't imagine what it's like for some of the leaders that i get to surround myself with that have been around in the market 30 40 50 years where they're like yeah this is nothing like we've ever experienced before And so that change and development through all of this has to be stressful, but to give yourself that moment to accept it, that's where my mindset comes in, (laughs) where you're able to accept it in order to change it. You have to address it, face it in order to, you know, have any sort of positive outcome, regardless of what level you find yourself in, give yourself that peace, give yourself that permission to, to work through that because we all have been there.
2: Yep. So accept it in order to change it. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, nice. Hey, uh, here's a question, which is, um, who is your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or they can be from history, and you may have many, but who's the one that's your favorite and why?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. It is so hard to say. I would have to say one of my favorite leaders is actually Queen Esther from the Bible, in the sense that she is a very great advocate for the people that feel uncalled, or not chosen, if, if you will, in the sense of leadership. So many people that talk to me, they're like, well, how did, how did you actually think you could do this? Well, if I can do it, anybody can do it, Dennis. And when I look right. at, you know, Queen Esther being chosen to be the queen of the whole Jewish nation at that time, one of the most influential, you know, people, she was in the slave Jewish nation. And then, you know, with the, the royalty is where she found herself to be called and, you know, humbled as a queen to serve in that capacity. I think that's where acknowledging your gifts and talents is actually the most humble thing that you can do. And so when people, you know, reach out to me and they're like, wow, you command a room. How, how do you do this? How do you, you know, change this from, you know, your little office in Minnesota? It doesn't matter what you're given to work with. What matters is if you use it and queen Esther, in my opinion and my knowledge of her story I find to be a huge inspiration. And one of my favorite quotes that I use so much in these times is uh, her words from the Bible scripture that basically say, we were made for times as these. There's a reason why each and every one of us today is actually alive and breathing. And for anyone that's, you know, whether they believe in the Bible or not, I hope those words inspire you because as a leader, you are meant to be here for a reason. You may not know. I may not know just yet what that reason is, but that's a big reason to live for.
2: That's huge. Just can you repeat it again? We are made, we were made for, times, for like, times
0: such as these.
2: We were made for times such as these. And I
0: love how you said it. We were. We were made. Yes, emphasize that. And that's it's that's where the empowerment comes through. You know, we have all these false beliefs and barriers that hold us back based on where we think we came from or what's holding us back. And when I think of a simple slave girl that rose to lead a whole nation, you know, world changing at that time period, I, guys, I mean, that's that leaves me speechless.
2: Yeah. So Justine, you know, um, what you said before about the acknowledge your gifts and talents, it's not a matter, not a matter what you have, but it's actually what you do with it, it really counts. I remember that journey that I was going through with my my vocal cord and the tumor and so forth and recovery time and thinking about going out on my own business and then I had a good mate of mine in South Africa, actually. And he turned Mm -hmm. around and said to me, Hey, Den, don't die with the music in you. And I was like, Whoa.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, so powerful, Dennis.
2: It was powerful. It still gives me shivers. Um, Oh yeah. Even just when I think about it. And then, and Sean said that to me one day and you know, I, I, I was just like, Man, he just stopped me in my tracks, and I thought, Yep, he's right. Um, so true. And so that's why you know, you, that's sort of something I keep thinking about all the time. And I think you're so right in what you said as well about acknowledge your gifts and talents, mm-hmm. because we have those.
0: Absolutely. For a lot
2: of us, though, we don't actually understand the power of those gifts and talents, and we just do day in and day out, and we think, Oh, yeah, it's just day in, day out yes! stuff. But to- <laughs> But to others, it's so important or it's really, really quite powerful for them. Absolutely. So it's about getting off your pedestal mm-hmm. and putting it into a way whereby others can understand it and helping others and giving some value and impact. And I think that's, that's really quite, quite important to do. Hey, Leadership is Changing is the name of the show. Uh, when we talk about that, what does that mean for you?
0: Ooh, I love I love this topic about leadership, but I love the topic of evolving. And the reason why this show is going to be so powerful for people is because hopefully it gives you a jump start or that anticipation of what to expect in the future as a leader and a change maker. When I hear leadership is changing, it resonates deep within me that it's uh, this is the season of the underdogs. This isn't the season of what was expected because at this point, guys. Nobody knows what to expect for 2021. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. Nobody knows what to expect. And the cool thing is, is that with that unexpected future is unprecedented opportunity. And that could be you. That could be you for your your business, you in your leadership position, taking a business from tanking to victory. We don't know what that means. But for you to actually... You know, anticipate. These are a couple of the things that I see coming for us, Dennis. I see a lot more acceptance of the virtual jobs and I see a lot more issue with virtual communication because we're not in the standard office. We're not in the standard situation. That's actually one of my um, top requested topics of conversation is how to communicate in a virtual position. Um, and, yep. you know, that can change between salary or contract. I had this conversation with another great business owner um, the other day. You know, what's what's that difference and how do you handle that culture? Because when you're not in a corporate setting, right, where you can go and knock on Jane's office and say, hey, did you have a chance to check on this? You know, it's it's not – the elements aren't the same. And so how do you create that energy and culture that is a progress-driven future as a leader? Because like we said yep. earlier, Dennis – people are watching. They're, they're mm-hmm. looking for all the cues. When they can't see you in person, the only thing they see is what you allow them to see. And that's in your messages mm. in your emails, in your voice messages, whatever, whatever is part of your business. But that makes it that much more important. And yeah. I see that communication barrier being an issue, but also a chance at opportunity for the people that learn to do it right. And if that's getting help, if that's you know bringing in a counselor, whatever people need to do, I think the humility of the leadership is changing because everyone's able to help in such a more virtual space. There are no limitations now. There are no not, restrictions. Not and that's the amazing yeah. thing. If we can show up, you know, leaders, regardless of what your gift and talent is, someone needs it. But if you don't show up, they're not going to utilize it. They can't.
2: No, and I think they will actually fill the gap by making things up. Absolutely. And um, so if they don't get the right messaging or a message, uh, whether it's right or wrong, whatever it is, it's a message, they're going to make things up themselves, and that's when you're starting to get a lot of issues and things Mm like
0: that.
2: So tell me, how has your business or industry changed and what demand has that put on you? Oh,
0: that's a great question. So I have made some pivots in my business as well, looking towards my business goals and future. So I have actually ventured a lot further into the speaking world than I ever anticipated myself doing. I will be on a summit coming up this fall, hoping to host my own events coming up here in 2021. Not sure if they'll just be virtual. Nobody knows what's going on with that yet, but definitely um, jumping into more of the speaking world I became an agency partner, which will help me optimize software and kind of the admin portion of my business to really allow me to serve better as a coach and leader in that position. So I would say the biggest pivot for me has been really allowing myself to step into the leadership position by allowing the other things to be delegated, holding myself accountable as I hold other people accountable to doing the things I need to do, but also letting go. Honestly, Dennis, of the things that don't move the needle in my business, don't serve my clients best, and not keeping up with the standard of what operations look like in anybody else's business. And yeah, that good. was the most freeing decision I really made this year.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, letting go team, uh, allowing you to move the needle, because sometimes we do hang on to things because we so thought, much. oh, <laughs> we've always done it that way, yes. right? Or, yeah, things like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, Based on what you're just saying there, if there was one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what would that be?
0: Oh, there's so much I would change. Um, I think the most important <laughs> thing that I would change is the perception on your online face or avatar, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that, your online footprint I don't believe gives you credit. People ask why I insist on making myself known as a life and business coach. The biggest point that I do that for is to make sure people realize I want to see the same person in business that's in their life. I don't want to see a two-faced person because that's not somebody I'm, I'm comfortable doing business with if you are not consistent and honest with yourself, like you just, you dropped so many gold things unknown. Hopefully people are catching this. You drop, you know, when there's not honesty, there's issues. And if you're not honest with yourself in life, how are you going to operate well in business? And so that's where every business problem in my experience is a reflection of something personal. And so when I see people focusing so hard on what their website looks like, how many Instagram followers they have, how many Facebook likes they have. For me, I'm like, you're focused on all the wrong stuff. Not because it's not important, because I do believe that, you know, SEO and capturing leads, that's absolutely, that's business. Totally on board with that. But what's even more important is the person you become on this journey and who you are behind the screen. And so if I could remove that stigma, dude, it'd be gone like yesterday.
2: Yeah, awesome. And I think you're right. I mean, the, the the thing I would add to this is that um if you're adding value content that's real value Absolutely. because you are being the leader that you want need to be and, and not because it's the mask as you're saying, you know, it's, it's it's like as the way I look at it is some people put a mask on, they they be this leader and it's like, no, it's not about being the leader. And uh, in an interview I did, I think it was John Lee Dumas actually, he said people want to be led by people.
0: Yes. Oh.
2: Not yes. so. So that's just so strong, right? And then he's saying that, and then I'm thinking, yeah, they just want to be led by people. Mm-hmm. If you can be a person, but be the, a, a really good person. I mean, I know there's some people out there today who are just they are just struggling with themselves, and there's things going on, Absolutely. and the messaging is not great, and they uh, are more diminishers than they are multipliers. Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing here is, as you're saying, is if we can do that, that's great, and then you can be the person you need to be Absolutely. to help the organisation, yourself, and others can move forward, which is which is brilliant. So yeah, if you can change that, that'd be great. Um, I know that maybe a lot of friends of yours, uh, friends of mine, are they are employees, and um, I've, you know, we've got our own businesses. But how has employee expectations of leaders changed?
0: Oh, that's a really great question, Dennis. So what I hear because i'm sure we have you know friends and family like you were saying that have you know employee positions or have had them for several years or retiring out of that phase what i hear them saying in regards to leadership is that they still anticipate that like suit and tie executive and there's nothing wrong with that but they're feeling drawn to this kind of like new thing where there's this guy walking down the street who owns a seven figure business in a t-shirt and a pair of jeans and he's rocking life and rocking a business, and they're curious. And so what I feel in the employee sense is that they're curious but scared. And so that's where the fear element holds them back from really exploring much further beyond the, the stigma that anything digital is a scam. I, I don't condone that, but I can sense that. In the corporate setting or employee world, we're like, well, this is just what it is. This is steady. I can count on this. But what Corona has changed, Dennis, is that it's not consistent. It's not something dependable. And so I think that that panic that was initial has turned into renewed curiosity of like, how could this be me? You know, that visualization of that leader that they saw how could that be their reality? And that's something super hopeful in my world, because I think that that's an amazing opportunity for upcoming generations. But to see people, generations ahead of me that are making that shift for themselves is one of the most inspiring things as well to witness and be a part of.
2: Oh, wow. That's, That's amazing to see that. And, you know, leaders who are, and I'm noticing it as well. I'm noticing a lot of leaders are out there now they are wearing the jeans, the t shirts, the polo shirt type scenarios. Yes. And you're going like, wow, there's a big change in the way that people dress. But I also noticed mm-hmm. is that at the end of the day, it's almost like the uh Emperor's clothes or the the whole dress thing is gone out of the way. Now they the real person steps forward. Or the words yes. that you've used uh, before is raw and real leader. And um <laughs> seeing that raw and real leader coming through, uh, it's really nice. interesting to yeah. see their whole dynamic changing for sure. Hey um what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced ever-changing world?
0: I would say the number one reason why anyone is successful in any leadership level is by being an honest indiv- individual. Their credibility is based in their integrity, which follows back to, you know, how you how you follow through with things, what you say you'll do, yeah. how you react to change, you know, if you're a, you know, a a selfless individual, you know, you lead by caring for your people first. I think of George Washington, every time this topic comes up where he didn't, you know, go in a cabin until all of his soldiers had the same accommodations, you know, how, how do you respond to those things? I think in today's world, those are the key elements kind of raw and real that make you successful because kind of like John Lee Dumas said as well, you're, you're a human being. And I think that the most amazing thing for me being where I have found myself to be, even in the short amount of time that I've been in the entrepreneur space is that the reality of leaders being on pedestals, like you said, they're humans just as much as we are. And that is the most empowering thing because as much as I can do it, that's how they did it. And It started by them making a decision. And so as a leader today, being successful is a decision to follow through, to be credible, to, you know, all those things. And if you don't, you won't. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's it's pretty straightforward. I'm pretty black and white when it comes to contrast that way. It's going to be pretty easy to see. But that's where this communication, you know, behind the screen is really important, you know, with your um, your colleagues or with your clients to make sure that they can sense not only your your care and compassion as a leader, but they actually see the results because regardless of what you're doing there's going to be results of some kind there's either going to be a product there's going to be you know transformation personally if you're in the coaching network or you know self development there's going to be some kind of outcome that is going to measure your level of credibility in that space and if that doesn't follow through you won't be listed among the successful
2: no and i you're right and i and i, and I see a lot of leaders who are sometimes speaking in front of others, whether it's communicating virtually or face-to-face and, you know, live. And you're like, well, what's going on here? And then they might say, they don't actually know the answer to the question that's been asked by the group of people and so forth. And they start making it up. And people aren't dumb. They can see right through. Number two would be, oh, I don't actually know the answer, but I'll get back to you. And then they don't get back to you. And that's what you were saying before about the follow-through. And mm-hmm. if you are going to go back to people, then make sure you do do that because you're right, there's your integrity, the trust, the honesty, the credibility goes out the window if you don't follow up with what you said or committing to doing.
0: And what's really sad about that, Dennis, is that I think is probably one of the biggest like holes or snares that people fall into. They do really good with – all of the front-facing things, but to fully deliver on what they've said, it's like, well, how do you trust anyone yep. then? And so that's where I can I can understand, like you were talking about earlier, the, the up-and-coming leaders or employees that are discerning what that looks like. Once their trust is broken, they're that much harder yes. to engage with. Yep. And that fear is that much stronger and it requires that much more courage and that much more vision. But at the same time, for the people that aren't following through, they're actually creating a greater bog for others to travel through in order to actually help someone on their success journey. So it's, it's very interesting how it all is correlated, but truly that, that's one of the things that I think all of us can do better to, to really make sure that we're following up and creating that credible source online and offline.
2: Yeah, too right. And I <laughs> see so many times I laugh because I go, oh, I don't know about you, but I've heard people go, oh, here's another one. He's another new leader. Yes, they'll be around and for I- another year, a year and a half, two years. Oh
0: yes, no, and I, I snap my fingers, slam my hands because it breaks my heart because I have been scammed. I have been through those scenarios, and it, it's so hard because I know what that felt like when I didn't have a ton of money to invest. I didn't have, you know, the resources that I do now. And it's one of those things that I don't think any of those moments should go unnoticed. But to be that leader and acknowledge that pain. Yep. Don't be like, oh, you'll get over it. Be human and acknowledge that because you probably went through that. I know I did.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, then it doesn't take much to sort of get it right. No. And I mean, yeah. for a lot of people, just get your ego out of the way and and listen to the yes. people. And then if it's just something, I mean, people aren't going to be, I mean, if you don't know, say you don't know, but follow up and, if, mm-hmm. and make sure you do follow up, but also listen to the people and be there willing to listen to them and helping them. Because at the end of the day, they probably only want five minutes of your time just to dump, say something for you to listen, and then they're off. But if you yes. don't do it, it's going to cause you a lot more problems, and that's that's the hard part.
0: Mm. The biggest thing people need is to feel heard yeah. in today's society. So as a leader, if you are contemplating how to move forward in your business, how you can better serve, regardless of what level you find yourself at, giving your people, your audience the opportunity to feel heard and understood, that's going to take you from zero to hero.
2: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I love bringing guests onto this podcast because I think at times, you know, not all times, every time when I have these interviews is that the people I'm interviewing, they have a great message and they need to be heard. And I think it's a great platform to allow them to be heard, but while also the listeners are actually learning something or they you know, and, I uh, Justine, I say to people all the time, hey, take notes because it'd be one quote, one saying, something that Justine says that you go, whoa. And it's life changing yeah. for you, your team, or your organization. But if you don't, the beautiful thing about a podcast is you can replay and go back and listen again, right? But the We've
0: thing have done is, that a million times.
2: But other times <laughs> when we're in conversations, it's gone. Yes. And if it's gone, yes. it's gone. And then, uh, so it's hard. So, yeah, it's really good.
0: Absolutely. All right,
2: I'm going to get you to get your crystal ball out here now and start thinking about the future. So where do you see your leadership being in five, or not yours, where do you see leadership being in five years from now?
0: Oh, that is such a good question. In my mind's eye, I see so much. I see so much opportunity in the sense that leadership is defined by the needs of the market and the needs of the market. I see being so much more simple based on how the industry is changing. We're pretty much gonna be taking out brick and mortar stores. I personally believe, I don't believe that there's gonna be a lot of that anymore. Not only for the sake of convenience, but also for the sake of safety in some areas. People are not comfortable being you know, the only brick and mortar place. In Minnesota, there's been a lot of unrest. So we've we've all had our share, I'm sure, but it's one of those things I'm seeing very prevalent. So in five years, I can see a lot of the businesses going supremely online and the leadership thus is going to be very much based in the things that I shared earlier you know the, the communication the the teamwork culture that's established yeah. in the online space the virtual space um, but I also believe it's going to be important for them to really create exclusives for the team that reignite the human components that make us, community, right? And so whether right. that's gonna be, you know, workshops or, you know, different trips and things, I see that being more of a normal, if that's if that's a great, you know, way to anticipate that. And I also see leadership being more defined by skill,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not defined by degree. Right. And being someone that has been I, I was great in school. I was homeschooled. I had great grades in college I worked for. I'm not the typical entrepreneur that flunked out of high school. That's great. It's a great personal accomplishment for me, but I don't believe that my degree defines me. And I think that that's going to be more of a social norm coming up here
2: in five years. Yeah, yeah, too right. I think the skills, the talent, um, and uh, you know, you couple that with uh, action.
0: Absolutely.
2: That'll become really good because you can have all the titles, you can have all the degrees, you can have all the talent and skill, but if you don't do something with it, which is what you came to see earlier on, it's what Absolutely. you do with it that's what really matters. So yeah. Hey, Justine, it's been awesome having you on the show with us today. If the listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where should they go?
0: I would love to connect with you on Facebook or my website. My Facebook is uh, JustineMaderHQ, and my website is JustineMader. I keep it pretty simple. (laughs) You'll find me.
2: (laughs) That's excellent. Yeah, great. So thank you very much for being on the show. It's been awesome having you here as a guest. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Dennis. It's been a pleasure.
2: Pleasure. Yeah. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen to them, and put a review and a rating. Share them with your friends, your network. And if there is any feedback you'd like to give me on the show or a question you'd like me to ask my guests, or if there's a question you have for me on the Ask Dennis episode that happens once a week, then feel free to email me, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Team, I just want to also remind you about the Leadership is Changing group on Facebook. If you want to join that, feel free to do that. Other than that, hey, thanks for joining us on the show today. It's been great having you
1: here. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.